It's not like people weren't complaining it long before the, they're complaining about it long before the Taylor Swift tickets went on sale, but the Swifties took it to Congress. <laughs> this is the Lisa Dent Show. Somebody just sent in a text and said, Carmen Powell sound like the same person. They have the same voice. See, I don't hear that either. I don't think they sound anything alike, but Kevin Powell is with the Hawks tonight, so Carm is filling in today. The Taylor Swift ticket debacle took center stage during a Senate hearing today. It examined the lack of competition within the ticketing industry, grilled Ticketmaster executives following the company's mishandling of the Superstars concert tickets. I don't know if you remember, but millions of fans were left in virtual queues or denied tickets altogether during that sale late last year, and ticket master had to shut down the pre-sale that led to taylor swift taking it to social media and criticizing the ticketing platform as did all of her fans but at today's hearing the president and cfo of live nation the events company that merged with Ticketmaster in 2010 told lawmakers that the prices and timeline of the sale wasn't their call joe berktold said artists set the prices and venues set the ticketing fees I do want to take a moment to address some confusion about what Ticketmaster and other primary ticketing platforms do and don't do. Primary ticketing companies, including Ticketmaster, do not set ticket prices. We do not decide how many tickets go on sale and when, and we do not set service fees. Pricing and distribution strategies are determined by the artists and their teams. Service fees, even if they're called ticketing fees, are retained mainly by the venues, and their portion of the service fee the Ticketmaster retains has been falling steadily over time. There are problems in the ticketing industry, problems we believe can and should be addressed through legislation. Many are the direct result of industrial-scale ticket scalping that goes on today. A $5 billion industry in concerts alone in the United States, fueled by practices that run counter to the interests of artists and their fans. The recent on-sale experience with Taylor Swift, one of the world's most popular artists, has highlighted the need to address these these issues urgently. We knew bots would attack that on-sale and planned accordingly. We were then hit with three times the amount of bot traffic that we'd ever experienced. And for the first time in 400 verified fan on-sales, they came after our verified fan password servers as well. While the bots failed to penetrate our systems or acquire any tickets, the attack requires to slow down and even pause our sales. This is what led to a terrible consumer experience, which we deeply regret. We apologize to the fans. We apologize to Ms. Swift. Oh, we come on. need to do better. I don't buy into do any of this. I don't buy into it. It happened long before Taylor Swift. In fact, if you grew up in this area, you grew up with Jam Productions, and Jerry Michelson is the CEO of Jam Productions. He basically said, no, you can't blame it on bots, but... In his opening statement, he said the merger has slashed his market share because Live Nation controls event production. They have the venues as well as ticket sales. At that hearing, I stated the unification of these two Goliaths would create a business with extraordinary market power and clout unlike any that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I testified that if this merger was allowed to produce proceed, the combined entity would have the ability to suppress or eliminate competition in many segments of the industry. Today, we know with certainty that this merger is vertical integration on steroids, using dominance in one market to expand its power and dominance in another, cutting out the competition and harming the consumers. Live Nation went after the arena business, and they succeeded in driving us and other independent promoters out of that sector. 
Live Nation effectively eliminated competition for indoor arena shows by utilizing the following methods. Purchasing national indoor tours in arenas and for their outdoor amphitheaters. Threatening financial penalties on a tour deal if the artist wanted to work for Jam. Paying a band 100% or more of the gross ticket sales. And Live Nation managed artists typically only perform for Live Nation promoted shows at the arena level. Every time that Live Nation or Ticketmaster blames anybody else for the significant issues uh, and, and increasingly high fees, remember that many times they are the venue, the promoter, and the manager of that artist. I really wish that they wouldn't be able to, to, to read a script, you know, that they just have to speak from their heart. Evan Lambert is in D.C. He is our News Nation D.C. correspondent. Were you there watching this today, Evan? Lisa, I was watching, and the hearing lasted for several hours. And as you mentioned before, this was really a grilling from, uh, surprisingly, senators on both sides of the aisle. Uh, so Taylor Swift, really uh, the uniter here uh, between both parties and how they feel about you know, how large Live Nation and Ticketmaster have become, essentially. Yeah, when you have Marsha Blackburn and uh, Amy Klobuchar working together, <laughs> you know it's an issue that certainly spans every generation and every political party. Uh, so these hearings, they're ongoing? Well, no, it wrapped uh, several hours ago. So this was uh, from this morning and it lasted about a few hours uh, and so that's when the senators really were trying to get to the bottom of you know, whether or not how large Live Nation has become, whether or not that played a role in that huge fiasco with Taylor Swift. Uh, and, you know, you've got to mention that really the Swifties got the attention of Congress here and of that mid-November debacle. It just went wild on social media. You had so many people upset and uh, maybe a lot of people in these senators' families, they reference, reference their kids in, in some instances uh, during this hearing uh, so it really attracted their attention and it seems like you know from this hearing that they may do something about it legislatively uh, a couple couple things that uh, they proposed here are legislation to increase fee transparency potentially possibly banning resales of tickets uh, that's something that Live Nation says that they agree with, and some some of the people that testified, including some of the competitors of Live Nation, which makes sense, suggested breaking the two companies up again. So it's unclear when any of that might get done, but you know there are some solutions that were proposed and now on the table as a result of this hearing. So the hearing is one and done, and now they'll make a determination about what they'll do, and how long do you think that will take? I don't know if we have a sense of how long that might take. You know, as you know, uh, writing bills takes takes a, a good amount of time. Uh, but there's also some other committees that are, are looking into some elements of this. Uh, so, I mean, we're probably looking at months, I would say. Uh, but you know, it certainly seems to be a priority uh, on the Judiciary Committee, and they really want to make sure that consumers don't end up paying these astronomical prices when there's such a shortage of tickets and as we saw with taylor swift in this latest tour it couldn't even sell them to the public because this was just a pre-sale and all those tickets got eaten up presumably by many many bots and then you're just having to pay double triple the price potentially on these uh, resellers so it's something that uh, they, they want to make sure people can see their favorite acts and artists 
without being taken advantage of. Well, I know Jerry Michelson, the CEO and president of Jam, said you can't blame bots for what happened to Taylor Swift. There's more to that story that you're not hearing. No one did a follow up on like, well, what is this story? No, so I mean that did come out in some of the questioning. I, I'm essentially you have senators blaming just how large this operation is, and the fact, uh, as that president Jam mentioned, that Ticketmaster, Live Nation play so many roles in the process. In some instances, I believe it's about five percent of venues that they own. Uh, Three hundred, I believe, across the country, they're the venue, they're the ticket seller, they're also the promoter. So, you know, if you have all three. Uh, they're essentially alleging that uh, they're contributing to these these skyrocketing fees because, as Joe Burke told said, the Live Nation president and CFO, you know, we don't set some of those fee prices. That's that's up to the venue, but in some cases they are the venue, so that's not entirely true based on his testimony. Right. I, I felt there wasn't a lot of uh, stuff that was true that was said today. And was it brought up that Liberty Media, one of the biggest stakeholders of Ticketmaster and Live Nation, also owns Sirius XM, which influences what kind of play on their stations that these artists get? Because it truly is, in my opinion, a monopoly. And th- that's really the word that was said a ton throughout this hearing that you know, this is uh, a monopoly here that exists, uh, Live Nation. And just a little bit of background on that. So in 2010, Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged. And as part of that, the Department of Justice originally was going to challenge that, but then said, you can merge as long as you sign on to this consent decree that makes you promise, essentially, that you will not retaliate against venues for not using Ticketmaster. And in those years since, DOJ has alleged several times that they've violated that. So uh, Senator Mike Lee in this hearing said that the Department of Justice is investigating Ticketmaster after this all blew up with the Taylor Swift mess in November. All right. Thanks. We appreciate your work. Evan Lambert from News Nation in D.C. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.